Hi everyone, my name is Anna Grace and welcome back to the Handprints Podcast. In today's episode, I am so excited because I have my first guest on here with me, Annika Muller. Ani is one of my best friends and she's also my future roommate and we are just so excited. Yeah, I'm so pumped to have Ani on today. She has a word for you guys and we're going to just be chatting about purpose today Um, and I'm just so, so thrilled to have Ani on and we also have a special announcement at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. All right. Let's go ahead and get into it with Ani. So Ani, um, would you like to introduce yourself and just tell us about who you are? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Hi guys, I'm Ani. Um, I'm a sophomore at St. Olaf College with Anna Grace. Um, We're going to be roomies next semester. I'm so excited. Um, But I'm from Minnetonka, Minnesota, right outside of Minneapolis. I live at home with my parents and my dog and my brother um, when I'm not at school. Um, I'm on the track team at St. Olaf. Um, and let's see, some other things. I love to sing. I love to talk. Um, if you know me, you know I'm a talker, very much so, but you know, it's fine. Um, I My Enneagram is a three-wing two. Me and Anna kind of just found that out this fall. Um, I lived my life thinking I was a two, but um, at about 4am, at about 4am, we, we decided, had a you know crisis. I had a crisis and we found out I'm actually a three wing too. It suits me a lot better. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the Lord. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's like the biggest thing you need to know about me. Um, but yeah, just living life right now. I'm a psych religion double major and I'm getting my license in English second language for teaching. So we'll see where all that takes me. I switched my major about mm, six times. So (laughs) we've landed on this and, um, no, it's truly, I I think it's going to be great and I'm excited to see what the Lord does with it. So, um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I'll stop talking now, but I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk with you guys. Yeah. My next question for you, Ani, is what is one impression that another has left with you that you carry with you to this day? And this can be something that's good, bad, upsetting, whatever, but how something has impacted you. Yeah, so this will kind of connect to what we're going to talk about today in terms of um, finding your purpose and um, just understanding like where your purpose comes from. Um, So this impression was left by my high school jumping coach in track. Her name is um, Coach Haney. And um, so I'll try to not over explain this because I tend to over explain things. But um, so it was the first meet of my senior year and I was a captain on the team. um, And I had I was coming um, into the season with having a very good season my junior year um and so I felt like all these expectations were on me um just because of how I had done the year before um and I had actually just gotten surgery about a month before um during my senior year um and so I was just coming back from this surgery it was on my ankle um and so this was like the first meet I was doing anything that I was jumping that I was really doing anything and we were kind of just throwing me into it and um 
my first like two jumps I wiped out on the runway like collapsed didn't make it into the pit really bad experience um and so many just pulled me from the meet we were like okay she's obviously like not ready for this yet um just my body just wasn't used to jumping again um and so we just like pulled me and I was weeping I was sobbing I was like what just happened like and of course my brain steps ahead like 18 steps to like oh I'm not going to state now I like everyone's gonna hate me I like this whole season is gonna be a bust like why am I a captain like all these things that like you're not supposed to think about I was thinking about and my coach so my my parents were talking to my coach and I'm like sitting like I'm just crying um and then I'm getting stressed and I'm crying because everyone can see me crying and I'm not supposed to be crying because I'm a captain it's just this whole thing and my coach comes over to me and she was like why, why are you crying right now like why are you so upset like you just had surgery like what's going on and I looked at her and I was like, well, there's all the, all these expectations on me. Like you guys, like you guys are expecting me to place at all the meets. You guys are expecting me to like be the best jumper on the team, like in the state, like all these things. And she looked back at me and she was like, who, who said that these expectations were on you? Like who, who told you that we had these expectations of you? And I was like, well, no one, but like, I just assume that like you guys think this. And she just started laughing and I'm crying. And she was like, She's like, Annika, you are not on this team to um, win us points. You're not on this team to be on a stand and just place at a meet. You're not on this team to um, make us look good. She's like, you're on this team and you're a captain because you're Annika. And we appreciate you and we love you for who you are and your character and not for what you can do for us. And I'm like, um, no, no, no. Like, I thought that like I'm supposed to do all this and like that's why I'm a captain and I'm here for this and like I was just looking at her and I was like really like are you serious and it was kind of one of those things where it's like no one had ever said that to me before I'm I was what 17 18 I can't remember um but I was kind of looking at her and I was like you just want me to be on the team because you you like appreciate me and like who I am and like and, like, how I can lead these other girls in my role as a captain, not just, like, winning points and being, like, do what I do because it looks good. And to me, it was, like, wait, like, that's why you, that's why I'm here. That's why you want me. Like, you'll appreciate me without um, winning something for you or without meeting expectations or without um, soaring past whatever potential people tell me that I have. And she was just looking at me and she was, like, whoever told you that you were here to be a robot and do these things for us um like you are here because of who you are and because like we just appreciate you as an athlete and we appreciate your attitude as an athlete and like all of those things don't matter she was like if you PR by four feet this year and do way better than last year or if you don't even get close to what you jumped last year we are gonna love you and appreciate you just the same and like to me I was just like that's crazy to me and that impression like has stayed with me through and I I, um, I do track in college like I said before so I'm still competing and still doing all those things and um, <clears throat> just reminding myself like a lot of the expectations that I have I put on myself and most of the time um, the people around you don't have those same expectations for you and a lot of this is just like talk to the people around you too um, because I think we all assume different things and no one actually talks about it, but, um, yeah, it just really, like, left me in awe, like, wow, like, she wants to, she wants me on this team because of my heart, 
because of who I am, because I'm Annika Muller, not because I'm Annika Muller who plays set state, not because I'm Annika Muller who wins a medal or who wins points or, or that my name is on a scoreboard, like just for me, just for who I am without all the extra stuff around me, like that doesn't matter. And so that was long, but that is one impression that has just stuck with me to this day. Um, and yeah, I truly thank her every time I see her for um, just telling that's so so great and I even think about like what a reminder of how the father when he looks at us says I just want you um not because of what we can do you know I think often we can get caught up in all of the details of making disciples and we want to love people and we want to do this and we want to do that which is all great things they're not bad desires to have but we can get so caught up in the things that we can do for God instead of just getting caught up in who God already says we are and just how amazing he is that he even chooses to use us, not because of what we can do, but just because of who he is um, and how he sees us because he so beautifully made us. I was just going to say that even just connect to the fact that like we are broken vessels, like we're not perfect and that's the point of it. Like he still chooses to use us exactly how we are he doesn't need us to try to make ourselves better for himself like or us to like um work ourselves up in terms of like what we have on this for him like he uses us for the fact that we are broken and that's a testament to like how good of a father he is and so yeah I just think that's really good yeah so sweet um my next question for you, and this is kind of going to start steering us in the direction of purpose also, um, and that is what impression do you hope to leave with others who come into contact with you? What impression do you want to leave with the listeners today of this podcast? Yeah, honestly, <clears throat> the same impression that my coach left on me, and that's just that like when I like I want to leave the impression that after after I leave a conversation or after I'm with someone that like they felt seen and they felt heard for exactly who they are and I think um like I just want people to know that like I see them for their hearts and for like who who they were made to be and they don't have to like do all these things to make me notice them you know what I mean like I want I just want people to like feel so seen and feel so heard by me in the same way that like we're we're seen and we're heard by the father like we feel the need to act one way here act another way here or or even just act in ways that we think who are the people that we're with will receive kindly um and like I just want people to feel that they can like just be authentic be themselves and I'm gonna accept that and I'm going to love them through whatever they're going through. I'm going to love them for exactly who they are because that's what God does with us. He sits right next to us. He's always near and he always comes close no matter where we are. Um, like we don't need to put on a, a facade. We don't need to like put up these walls and, and think that um, we need to do all these things before we, before we can let someone see us for who we are. Or we need to do all these things before we can let gone into our lives like no he wants to meet you right where he's at and he's the one that's going to help you um through what you're going through and so I just want to leave that impression on other people like you don't have to be anyone other than yourself and like not only that but like I'm gonna love you for whoever you are be intentional with your heart and be intentional with in my time with you um because that's what God does with us and and 
just extending that love to others. You are so gifted and so talented in a million ways. And if you know Ani, you know this. She is like a phenomenal singer. She's phenomenal at track and she's phenomenal at soccer and she's a great listener and she's a great friend. Um, But I think something else about you is that's so unique is that even though you have been gifted in all of these ways, you are so... um, just intentional to point back to God in all of them. And so I wanted to kind of point us then in the direction in talking about purpose and potential. I wanted to first ask you, when it comes to purpose and how we live our lives, what do you think is shaping um, our purpose in our generation right now? And how do you think um, our generation and our culture has gotten off of the idea of purpose. Where have they maybe had a definition of purpose that is skewed um, away from God's definition of purpose? I don't know. Despite being called, I feel like we're called lazy by a lot of people, but I feel like our generation, like I even we talked about this in our psychology class, like the idea of like the rushed child, and like we're all about hustle. Like you need to be doing like four sports, like playing four instruments and doing like all these things. And like parents are enrolling their kids in everything and their social media and you have to look good all the time and you have to do all this. And it's just like all these things that you feel like you have to do because everyone else is doing them. And it's just like all about the hustle, all about looking good. Like what can I do? And then post about it. So people know that I'm thriving right now or like all these things, you know what I mean? Comes down to like whose voice you're listening to because I think, and this is something like you said that has been a big part of my life is like, to me, it's a conversation of potential versus purpose. And this was especially kind of something that was really prevalent my senior year and last year. Um, and just that idea of like, the world is gonna scream so many things to you about the potential you have. If you just did all of this, like all oh, the places you could like thrive in, if you just like put everything you had into this, like you would have so much potential, like you could get there. And that's something that I struggled with because I didn't know what to do about all of it. Um, but like the world tells us, like you have people shouting at you from every which direction. You have your friends, you have your parents, you have people on social media you don't even know who tell you things about yourself and they don't even know you. Like, and then you have teachers, you have all these people. And granted, a lot of these people are probably wanting the best for you. These people and all these things telling you, you could do this and you would be great if you did it. Or you could do this and then you get there. Or you could do this and then you'd be happy. And like all these things where it's like, oh, you have all this potential. Like, put let's put your money into it. Come on. And it's like, it became a thing for me where I was like, I have no idea what direction to go. And I don't even know what I want. And like, much less like, God, where do you want me? Because I have all these people telling me all these things and I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And, and it honestly comes down to like, whose voice are you letting dictate your life? Like when you're, when you're, when people know their identity in Christ, all the other voices trying to dictate where they go, what they do don't matter. And, and that's where the comparison game just kills you, y'all. Like seriously, like that's when, when everyone else is screaming all these things at you, that's when comparison hits you the hardest. Um, but it's like when you know your identity in Christ and when you know that his voice is the one guiding you, comparison shouldn't even matter because like, the the will you're following is specifically crafted for you so like what's the point in comparing it to someone else's because that's not meant for you 
and like why would you want something that's not meant for you and I think that's so hard too because oftentimes we see other people living their lives and it's like well why isn't that meant that seems so much cooler and I think that's hard too but um for me it just came down to like to like okay all these people are telling me I have all this potential in all these different areas or I could do all of this but like god like where is my where is the purpose in this because potential doesn't matter if it's there's not like purpose there like you climb you climb you climb and then it's like are you happy? You know what I mean? Like you reach whatever people tell you you're supposed to reach. And then it's like, what's the point? And the point is that if God is there, like that's the point. When you're listening to the voice of God, like when you're in the, when you're getting in the word, when you're doing those things, like you'll find that like the Lord made you so intentionally and so uniquely and he has a purpose that's made just for you. And that is so beautiful. And it's not always easy, but it's going to be the best thing for you. There's also a conversation of like purposelessness. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yep, I wrote that down. It is a word because Google didn't underline it. It just seems like such a conversation of purposelessness. Okay. Yes. Um, but I think like that that's what our culture does too, is that that like feeling of purposelessness is like when people are also telling you like, no, you're not good enough or you're ugly, you're fat, like all you have these to get to that, that standard, like, or, or yeah, like, or you don't have a purpose unless you get to like this standard, or you don't have a purpose unless you do this. And it might be something you totally like not what you want to do. And I think that that is so like harmful too, because like, no, that is a lie. Like you have a purpose. And like, once you start looking to the one who made you, the one who created you, you're going to find out infinitely more about the way that you were, that the way that you were created, the way that you were made to be. And I think it's so funny that we so often turn to other people and other sources to try to figure that out. And it seems so obvious that like the one who made you, the one who created you is the one most fit to tell you the way that you were created and why you were created that way. Right. And he's the one who handcrafted that plan for you mm-hmm. before you even saw it on this earth. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, there's, there's those two conversations of like, you have to do all this stuff where you have all this potential in these areas. And then also that like, you don't have a purpose and like, I don't know why you're here. Or like, mm-hmm. if you don't do all of that, like, we just don't need you. Like you don't have a purpose. Right. And I think that on all ends of the spectrum, anywhere in between on both extremes, like those are all lies. And mm-hmm. it's like, really just comes down to like, whose voice is dictating the way that you live and the way that you walk um, and the way that you love. Yeah, and I think I think a lot about, and I talked about this in last week's episode, as artists, um, like when artists create art, they get to decide why they're creating that art. They get to decide the purpose of it because it's their piece. When I write my stories or the book I'm working on when I'm writing I get to decide the purpose that I'm fulfilling in that writing because it's my creation Um, and in the same way God created us so he gets to dictate our purpose we are we are not the creator of ourselves we have a higher God who created us and I even I wrote something down that I think also plays into what you were saying earlier of like our flesh is deceptive and the voice in our head can be so deceptive and when you said earlier your coach said who told you it made me think about um and I think I told you this maybe last week but 
when the serpent um, tempts Eve in the garden, he said, well, who told you this? Who told you that this tree would make you die? Who told you this? And Satan tries to question God's authority. And he does it so often through our minds. He does it through our thoughts. And when we're sitting there and we start assuming, um, oh my gosh, like, this is true about me and this is true about me and this is true about me. That's not even necessarily an outside voice. Like, for you, that wasn't even, no one told you, no one on your team said, oh, Ani, like, you are the captain. You better be winning even though you just had an injury. Like, no one told you that. It, it's our flesh and the devil are deceptive and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He does. And so when we are listening to the voices in our head and the people around us as our primary source of truth, purposelessness, I think, is where we, where we always land. We go from potential and we have all this potential to once we get to that potential, we feel purposeless because... Well, we've reached everything that we said we were supposed to reach, and then there's nothing there. And I even think about so many celebrities who you just think have the best lives ever. And then they go and they get a divorce from their perfect husband, and they're, they live, like, the most extravagant lives in the most extravagant houses. And it's like they are fulfilling every potential in the world, but there's no purpose at the end of the day if there's nothing more than that. And I think that's just, that is, and then we're left to just say, well, what else is there? And honestly, I think we would both say that when we die to self and when we come to that place of, well, what else is there? That is where God wants to meet us is right there in that question. The only way that you can find out who you were made to be is to seek your maker, but then surrender to your maker. Yeah. Um, Because I think that that, it's hard to because you also see all these people who are like well I'm trying to figure it out and I and I like prayed once about it and I like opened my bible to a random page hoping that it would tell me like you're supposed to be a doctor or like you know what I mean just like where people are like well like if if he's God he would tell me like right now and it's like well yes you have to seek God but you also have to surrender to his will for your life and I think that's where oftentimes we don't do that (laughs) and um that's where it can it can get hard to um just like walk in that and see that because we're not actually surrendering everything we have Mm -hmm. to God's will and God's purpose for our lives we're still holding on to certain things or we still want to keep everything that we think we've like gathered up for ourselves Mm -hmm. and then try to figure stuff out and that's not how it works Mm. I that reminds me I think it's Psalm 48 I maybe it's Psalm 49. I don't remember. Um, but it, I was reading it today and it's a Psalm about wealth and the uselessness of wealth. And I think this just made me think of it. Yeah. It's Psalm 49. And there is a verse, this is Psalm 49 verses five through nine. And The text says, Why should I fear in times of trouble the iniquity of my foes surround me? They trust in their wealth and boast of their abundant riches, yet these cannot redeem a person or pay his ransom to God, since the price of redeeming him is too costly. One should forever stop trying, so that he may live forever and not see the pit. And I think it's when we get to that place of, well, what else can I do? Like, how else can I can I be redeemed? And it's like, well, we can't do anything. 
and we it's only by the finished work of Jesus on the cross that we can have purpose because without without the finished work of Jesus all of us are headed straight to death in thinking about that when let's say the person listening to this podcast is like well that's all great but how do I figure out my purpose then like how where do I go with this information what would you say to them you know this is hard um and I think one thing and I didn't know if you were going to ask me about this in a little bit but like talking about how we use the gifts we've been given but also die to self and like I did I have that question Um, written down but you can go go with it okay well yeah because I think I think for me it was like looking at the the things that I was given and in the in terms of the way that I was made to be and just like the way that God has has made me um and and I was like okay so how do I how do I like give these how how has God given these gifts in my life like purpose you were made in a very intentional and unique way and I think it's hard to understand how to to die to these gifts and these talents because like again, you have people telling you, like, oh, you're so good at this, like, the way that you use this, you're so good, like, you know what I mean, and then it's, like, okay, so how am I supposed to use this not for myself when it's a talent I've been given, you know what I mean, and so um, that was one thing that, like, for me, I was, like, okay, so God, like, where's my purpose in this, like, where's the purpose you've given me in this, and that's really, really hard to navigate, and one thing that, like, I would say is that also, if you're, like, continually seeking the Lord and reading the word of God, you're going to be able to hear God's voice in your life a lot more clearly. Um, first of all, cause I think a lot of times it's like, well, I can't hear God. And it's like, well, do you know what his voice sounds like? Or are you spending enough time with him in order, or like, are you spending enough quiet time with him for him to speak to you? Like without distractions, you know what I mean? And so part of it is that like, you need to know what the voice of God sounds like and you need to be intentional with your time with the Lord. Um, and also like for me a lot of a lot of things just kept coming up in my life and it wasn't necessarily me prompting them to come up or prompting these things to be like used in my life but they kept being used and they kept coming up and so that for me was just something um that was like okay this is like evident that I'm supposed to be using this and um like and 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 in every way that it was coming up it was doing something for the kingdom. This I'm talking about music right now. Sorry, maybe should have been more clear. Like every single time it came up in my life, um, it wasn't for me. It wasn't being used for Annika to pump me up. You know what I mean? It was, um, it was impacting people for like the kingdom for for God. And so, um, and coming up in ways that I wasn't even intending for it to. So that's one thing too, where it's like be attentive to like the things, the way that God is using things in your life. But I think in the conversation of like, how do you die to the gifts you've been, how do you, how do you use the gifts you've been given, but still die to self? Um, and I think that again, comes back to like, whose voice is dictating how you use these gifts mm-hmm. and what's your heart posture behind that? Because if like the way that you're using these gifts are aligning with like God's voice behind it, like if you're letting his voice dictate where you go and what you do with these gifts, like that you're still dying to self and using and using them for God's glory because I think um and like your heart posture towards these gifts like I understand that I've been blessed with these things and I'm going to surrender them to you so you can use what you've blessed Mm -hmm. me with for your glory because we're not given these gifts or talents for to for our own glory to pump ourselves up 
Like you are, you are intentionally and beautifully and fearfully and wonderfully made as God's masterpiece and as his creation to reflect his goodness. Again, like we're broken Mm -hmm. vessels for the sake of Christ. And so in that sense, it's like, it's like those, if those gifts are being used to pump yourself up, if those gifts are being used to further your own agenda, yeah, you're, you're using them, but you're not dying to self and you're not surrendering them. And so where it comes, where it's like using the gifts and dying to self is where you are allowing God to take full control and full reign over the ways that you use what you've been given. Yeah. And I would also just add to that, that we must choose to love God more than we love the gifts. And sometimes he will ask us to give them up. Um, and I even, you know, I think about Job, obviously Job comes to mind because Job always comes to mind. God had blessed Job. Um, everything that Job had was a blessing from God. And Job even recognized that everything he had was a blessing from God and God still took it away. And I, I think that it's important to know, like God might ask you to leave something, but if he does, and if he asks you to quit something or leave something behind, even if it's something he's given you, then he's going to use you in a different way that will be more glorifying to him and more purposeful than we could ever imagine. And another thing I want to say is I think you were, Ani and I are part of a ministry called TNBS at St. Olaf. You should join us if you go to St. Olaf Thursday nights, 8 p.m. on Zoom. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram. Um, But I think something David (laughs) said a couple weeks ago was look back at your childhood and things really early on where were you naturally gifted really early on because sometimes we have these giftings when we were so young and someone can say something to us or something happens and we forget about them and when sometimes when you start looking back to like your earliest years before you had all this like quote-unquote potential before your life was so nurtured and fostered in a way to look a certain way like what gifts did you have because when we go back there we can see from a more non-biased even like humble place I would say where we were gifted because it was before we even like had the pride like when you're like four years old you're not like oh my gosh I'm so good at this I'm just like the best in the world I mean you might be but because we're sinful but (laughs) but I think when you look back like at those very early years those can be a telltale also of like well maybe God's calling me in something that I didn't even realize um but maybe I think like you said when you look back it makes sense but maybe in the moment when all this was happening with music for you it didn't make sense you're just like cool I'm in choir like and like that's I was about to quit choir after my freshman year and I had some very adamant people in my life who forced me not to um that's what I wrote my college essay about but like it is funny (laughs) um yes um but like it is funny when you when you think about stuff like that and you think back like even this over quarantine um when we were sent home like back in March um my family and I we started cleaning out like this we called the wooden room this is made out of wood um (laughs) but it um we had a bunch of just honestly just like old stuff in there and we just cleaned it out and like 
kind of remodeled it and as we were cleaning out all this stuff of course I'm spending hours and hours going through all the pictures and the scrapbooks that I'm finding because I find it so intriguing and every single like scrapbook that I had from preschool included like stuff about me that my teachers wrote to my parents and like evaluations and I swear to you almost every single one of them said this girl will not shut up or stop singing like she sings everything she does and they were like and the teachers would literally be like it's great that she's using her voice so much but like <laughs> tone it down but like it was funny because they'd be like some kids aren't even talking yet and this woman is like singing and like I'm like I'm washing my hands like you know like I'm just like everything and and that's something that like I put on the back burner my whole and I'm not saying that like I'm going places with music but it's just something that um she has I, an like, album found... coming out 2021 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no I've just found that it's something um that it's increasingly been something in my life that I use um to not only worship and connect with the Lord, but, like, to encourage others and, and like, help others to connect as well. And just, like, um, every maybe. story about me when I was little has to do with either how much I talked or how much I would just be singing and dancing and just all these things, like, in childlike wonder and just, like, mm-hmm. loving it. And then, yeah, it did take the back burner to sports when as I got older. And now it's kind of making a comeback from behind here. But, like, you know, it's just, like, those things that, like, Mm-hmm. before yeah just like that you it's like so natural to who you are often comes out um mm-hmm. in very like innocent ways when you're a child yeah um, yeah yeah and I even think like faith is that way like when you look back even the fact that as kids we believe so much like myth like things like Santa Claus and stuff like that like we believe so much as children because we have childlike faith and I think it's the same with our giftings we have this like childlike wonder in everything that we're doing right yeah I yeah and just one thing that I want to add just to the rest of this about like the gifts you've been given and the Mm -hmm. and the blessings like that you've been given because like yeah you do hear people be like oh you're so blessed with this with this gift and stuff and I also just want to say that like our biggest the biggest blessing and the biggest gift that God has given us is our salvation. Mm -hmm. And so that's also just kind of what Anna was talking about earlier, like on the priority list, like that is your number one blessing. That's your number one gift. And everything else takes a back seat to that in terms of like, in terms of like priority. Yes, you can use them for that, but like ultimately like when you think about and that's just honestly our our world too when we think about blessings we're like okay I have food I have and all of that is great like Mm -hmm. yes the Lord provides these things for you or like oh I'm so blessed with like a boyfriend or I'm so blessed with like a big house or like these things and it's like yes to an extent those are blessings but like the biggest and only blessing that you need is the Lord's salvation yeah Um, and he's just so kind that he gives us other things yeah, honestly, yeah, and so I think that that's just one thing to keep in mind, too, when you're thinking, like, how do I use these gifts and blessings as, like, the biggest gift, the biggest blessing that you will ever receive, again, you don't have to do anything for it, you receive it, is that, um, like, Jesus came and died for your sins and rose again, um, so that we can be with the Father. It's another one of those things of, it's like, we don't even have enough knowledge to even like know Jesus we don't even have enough knowledge to be like oh that makes sense believe that a god could love us that much um 
and we can't comprehend it, and yet it's a free gift that is available to us. And so I would just encourage you all in that if you're listening today. Um, and I also, I always shout this out, but my second episode on the podcast details the story of the gospel. And so if you've never heard it, um, I would point you that direction. Um, Ani, I would just ask you then, um, how does how do you see your purpose fitting into how you're now finishing college and just what you see yourself doing? Is- I went to St. Olaf College. I and- was in... I. I am at St. Olaf College, but in terms of deciding my senior year, I I went to St. Olaf College. I did track, soccer, and choir last year, so I kept going with all three of my. Um, while still, um, if you know St. Olaf, like definitely pursuing academics as number one in in all of that. But this year, um, I decided to not do soccer. Just kind of a whole part of the thing is just needed to give that up. So I'm just doing track. Um, but I would say um, for me especially recently, um, it can get hard because things happen and a lot of things happen, you know, in life. Coronavirus and some other things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, life does not go the way we expect it. We all know that. And, and so like I'm walking with God and, and I often would find myself asking like, okay, this all just happened and I still trust you and I still have faith in you but what's your will with all this happening? So then I can kind of like plan for it and figure it out. And, you know, I was, I literally called Anna and I was on the phone with her and I was like, something that I think that I've realized is that like the very act of me trying to figure out God's will in the moments that things are happening in my life is me trying to make it my own will because I'm trying to figure out what's happening so then I can plan for it. And like, in that sense, I'm morphing it more into what I want it to be versus what God wants it to me. And so I think one thing that I've had to become okay with recently is like becoming okay with the fact that I'm not going to know exactly what the purpose is in every circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's not my job to know that it's my job to surrender with trust and faith in a God that's holy and sovereign. And, um, and he's a good God. So I'm not going to say that this is always an easy thing to do, but like when you know God's goodness, it isn't that like bad. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where it's like, you have to reflect on like God's faithfulness in the past when you've been in these moments where it's like, what are you doing with all of this? I don't understand it all. And like seeing like where you were and where he's brought you and read Isaiah 43 too. It's a good one, but, um, we were talking about is stuff that I that align with like the way that I live my life in terms of just like intentionally loving students and intentionally meeting students where they're at just like all these things about like ESL and just like the way she was talking about it and like just like what the job would look like and all these things and I was like and she was even just from talking to me was like this sounds like something that you would be really good at and something that like just all these things and like she's like the religion major pairs really well with it so does psych like all these things and so I ended up applying for this major and having like an hour and a half interview writing a two-page paper that Anna helps me with and like doing all these things like shout making out to a her whole, English major <laughs> yes shout out to her English major but making an entire new schedule like I had to like sit on google sheets with my mom for like hours and possibly like fit this in and it all happened in legit three days because this application was due and after I was sitting there and I was just like 
this is so funny because of course this would happen because I'm such a planner. I'm, I'm such like an organized control freak. And of course this just gets thrown in the wrenches after registration too. So I had to switch all of my classes as registered. And it was so funny because I was just sitting there and it's like, and I was quarantined too. So I had the time, which was funny because I was like, this was just so planned out for God to be like, Hey, like, this is where I'm calling you. Be obedient. It was like, oh, I don't really want to be. This is so much extra work. And like, I don't want to change everything about what I'm doing. But it was one of those things where like, after I was hearing my, I had these desires to do these things through the way I was living my life and like the way that I want to work when I'm older and the way that I want to like treat children and like teach children and like do all these things. Like, the things that they were saying about this job, it was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And all these things. And it was like aligning with what God was placing in my life. And he was like throwing a wrench in the works, which was, yeah, stressful, but it was so cool to see how like he just turned it around right there. And it was like, I'm calling you to this. I don't care if this is going to cause you to like lay down all Mm -hmm. what, all the the thoughts in your head and all of the stress and just the time management that you're freaking out about. And just like, like it was very evident that this was happening because God was putting it in my life. And it was so cool because it was, it is some, it like does embody so much of what I do desire to do. And it's so cool to see how like the, the way that I live my life through Christ and the way that I view other people and how to treat other people with like love and intention for who they are and meeting them where they're at. That's ESL. Like that's what I'm going to be doing with kids. And it's just like, it's so cool to see how that works where it's like your desires will like align with like God's will for your life if you're letting his voice dictate what those like purposes and desires are. We have an exciting announcement before we go. Um, We so Ani and I are going to be rooming together next semester like we were just talking about and for a while now I have been really um just praying over this podcast and I'm going to continue to have guests and this season is going to continue and I'm going to be the host however next season on the podcast I will have a co-host and (laughs) you want to guess who that co-host is? Annika Muller will be oh the co-host of the Hand Prince podcast. Guys, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. If you think you've heard me talk a lot, just you wait. Just wait. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear more of my voice. Um, we're so excited. But yeah, so excited, you guys. And um, we're going to be quarantined for like two weeks together. So we're actually, yeah, we're going to be together from January 16th until like the end of May forever it'll be great yes Ani thank you so much for coming on today this was so great and to all of our listeners look forward to next season on the handprints podcast as well as finishing out this season um up every Monday thank you guys for listening bye everybody